don't know. It has like a it has like a button. Okay. okay, uh let's begin. So last week we looked at the discipline of marriage. Prior to that we looked at the discipline of purity. Today we looked at well in this book it's called fatherhood and that book it'll be like motherhood, but um we're looking at parenthood generally. So we'll look at both, okay? Um, so we're looking at some like do nots and do's is kind of how we organize it, but um, we'll talk about parenting. I know none of us are parents. None of us are parents. <laughs> uh, yeah, yet, but I think it's still important, right? Even if it's a future thing that we are mindful of what that looks like from a biblical and Christian perspective. Um, and we, look at, we can talk about some of our thoughts and ideas on that. So let's begin with a word of prayer. Let me begin. Father, we thank you so much for this time uh, as we look and dive into this topic of the discipline of parenthood and parenting. God, we ask that uh, you just grant us wisdom in our conversation, that there is a refining uh, through our discussion that occurs, and hopefully we can uh, seek answer in your, in your word and find and discover truth that will guide us in navigating this topic. All this great name. Amen. Okay, so, anyone know anything about parenting? Christian <laughs> parenting. <laughs> oh, there he is. Right on cue. Okay, uh, let's look to, we're going to look at three texts, okay? Uh, first one, Ephesians 6, chapter 4. So this is in regards to fathers and how they are to um, be a father. <laughs> uh, I mean, there are many passages we could look to, of course, um, in terms of parenting, but let's look at this first. Who wants to read it for us? Ephesians 6. Verse 4. Whoever got it can read it. Just that one verse? Just that one verse. Fathers, do not provoke your children to anger, but bring them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. Amen. Amen. Okay. Titus. I need one person to find Titus chapter 2, verses 3 to 5. And another person find 2 Timothy verse, uh, chapter 1, verse 5. <coughs> so if you got Titus 2, 3 to 5, read it. And then 2 Timothy 1.5. Anyone got the Titus passage? I can read it. Yes, please. Uh, 3 to 5, right? Yes. Older women likewise are to be reverent to in their behavior, not malicious gossip or enslaved to much wine, teaching what is good, so that they may encourage the young women to love their husbands, to love their children, to be sensible, pure, workers at home, kind, being subject to their own husbands, so that the word of God will not be dishonored. Okay, and then 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 5. Anyone got it? I am reminded of your sincere faith, a faith that dwelt first in your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice. Now I am sure dwells in you as well. Amen. Okay, uh, just a question. Anyone uh, who grew up in a Christian household, meaning your parents are both identified Christians? So I'm going to speak to you, because it's like a, mm, like, <laughs> everyone's like halfway there. But if you do, if you did grow up in a Christian household, my question to you is, what are some things you observed in your parents, if you did at all, um, that, have, that you can view or identify as you know, good examples of the faith to you as Christian parents? Like, what are some things that come to mind? Or... Generally, even if you didn't grow up in a Christian household, 
what are some attributes based on what we read today and your own thoughts and, and knowledge of what it means to be a Christian mother, Christian father to children? Prayer. Okay, prayer. So expand on that. Like they, they dedicated times of the day to prayer. And mm-hmm. I remember um, like there was a time where we were in between churches. Like my dad would like read the Bible and then like gather us together and then we would like pray through the passage together. Just like intentionally putting times for prayer and like whenever any like family event or like when we were looking for the next move or whatever, just like they were always in an attitude of prayer. Mm-hmm. Excellent. So prayer. Um, that's something I can relate to with my grandmother, who's the first Christian in our household. Like I remember growing up even even today, actually, anytime I wake up early enough in the day, I will always see her with a Bible, reading, or praying, right? And so I think she's, like, just one of the people in my life that I know is constantly praying for me. And having that knowledge and knowing that that is the case is definitely encouraging. Okay, for sure. Um, anyone else? Any other attributes or things or practices, exercises, values, virtues that were passed down, taught, exemplified? What are some things that you... Can think of. I think discipline that I don't do well. Okay. Is fasting. Like they will okay. like fast for like three full days. Okay. Like, well, I can't even <laughs> do a day. <laughs> <laughs> they do One hour. Um, for sure. Yeah. Fasting and like, what did what was sort of the benefit of that? Seeing that kind of practice. Um, I guess just disciplining themselves in that sense, and then de- and then devoting themselves to prayer in that time. Right. So again, very closely tied to prayer, practice discipline, fasting, for sure. Anyone else? Going to church. Going to church, okay, so we'll expand on that. Like mandatory fasting. Yeah. <laughs> like, my dad's a pastor, right? So I remember in Korea, our home was attached to the church. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So literally, like it's five steps and then you always be at church like Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday, Sunday. Tuesday, so, Wednesday, Sunday, yeah. yeah. But you lived at the church. So no. what about Mondays? <laughs> For I didn't service. live at church, but it was like church building and then like houses right next to right. it. I remember going to church a lot. Okay. And what what was like sort of the positive impact of that to you? Well, I was young, right? So I didn't know what was the like. I just like followed my parents. I was sleeping <coughs> most of the time. Going, uh, that explains uh, a lot. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> going to like, hey, this will be recorded. Uh, going to like, <laughs> going to like sebeokidos. Yeah. That's like morning prayer or like five a.m. prayer or six a.m. prayer. Or whatever. Okay. Just like, as like a seven-year-old kid, you're like, I don't know why they're praying so much because mm-hmm. I wasn't a believer. So looking back on that as an adult now, what are some of, like when you observe that and you think about it, what do you think, how do you think that has impacted you in a positive way? Well, like now I realize that, you know, that's like their total reliance on God. And so I've, I always like picture back, well, my parents used to pray fervently, so maybe I should do that as well. So I kind of do that. Mm -hmm. Um, And now 
like I realize why they were um, praying so much and mm-hmm. kind of really dedicating themselves in prayer. Right. So, and I've learned that because I'm married now, I want to do that for my child and, and like my kids and I don't like continue that. Right. Okay. Thank you. Anything else? Parenting, positive influences, impacts, exemplary behavior. Yep. I think for my parents, um, I see a lot of like situations where like when they're kind of like lost and unsure after like all that prayer. Not to say that like prayer and like scripture reading didn't bring any result, but when they're still kind of like in a situation where God's kind of choosing to be silent, they seem to uh, take like God's decision making seriously, like trusting that he's he's made a decision or he's done (coughs) something out of the greater good. So I see like perseverance in that. um, Yeah, I rarely see them being like, oh, like what was God thinking or like, you know, but it's very like, I don't know what's going on, but like God must be having, like it's always just like, yeah, like they trust that God has some sort of reason behind a lot of the things, whether it be good or bad. Right. Um, and they take, and they, I see that they really um, see scripture as like, like unwavering truth. Mm-hmm. They don't see it as something that's like outdated or anything. <coughs> yeah. They're like, oh yeah, it's obvious that we should um, mm-hmm. like look to it to see what we can learn from that, even as of today. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Anyone else? Any positive things you can reflect I, I on? I don't really know what to call it, but we used to do like family devos every night. Okay. You know, like that Korean like daily bread or whatever. Oh yes, yes. Like the mm. like the monthly or like yeah, yeah. whatever. Mm. And every night we would like meet, and my dad would like go over, and we would like yeah. sing like chanyang together and like yeah. pray together and do all that like every night. Mm. Oh, like kajangyebe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We would do that. Right. And he would like read it and just like make us read it in English or whatever. They would mm-hmm. read it in Korean. Just go over it. He would like make us like take turns praying for the family and stuff like that. Yeah. And just got us in like the habit of I guess QT and right. daily Devo. Right. For sure. Anything else? <coughs> okay, so on the flip side, right? Let's without like, you know, hating on our parents too much, right? I think there's also a lot of negative things that we can reflect on too, right? So, like, without saying, like, this is what my mom did, this is what my dad did, like, instead of, like, that way, right? Let's just try to, like, articulate, um, you know, gratefully still, some of the sort of negative impacts or, like, things that might have had a negative effect on your walk with God or your observance of the faith. Um, or maybe even your perspective of the Christian faith. Yeah, what are some negatives you can think of? Like negatives of growing up in a Christian? Uh, the negative things like non-exemplary behavior and or experiences you've had with parents, Christian parents. So on the flip side, one might say, oh, like family worship, like my dad taught me how to do devos and blah, blah, blah. But on the other end, people are like, well, I, was like, I felt like I was forced into this. I felt like the faith was imposed into my life. Like it was just coerced. Like it wasn't like, I don't know, something that, you know. So a lot of younger people have that tendency or like 
to think that I was forced into the faith rather than had a choice. And that sometimes leaves a negative impression to people, right? Um, but are there any things like, you could think of? For me, like I'll, I'll start because I think it's, you could take some time to think about it. Uh, growing up in a pastor's family, there are a lot of things that were kind of expected of you because you're a pastor's family. Um, so it goes kind of be. I think, I, like honestly speaking, I think it was a level beyond just being a Christian family. Not to like undermine non-ministry families, but like we had to like, like I remember having to go to church on Saturdays and like vacuum, and I'm just thinking like, like if Mikey was like my peer, I'd be like, oh why, why does Mikey have to come here on Saturdays and vacuum church? Why do I have to vacuum after the school, right? Like that kind of stuff, right? Like that, those kind of like harsh feelings. Like why do I have to mop everything? Why do I have to like clean this? When this happens, why do I have to do this? Like um, I remember having to like shovel like. You know, like in front, of, I'm like, like I'm like an eight year old kid. Like, why am I doing this, right? Or like Wednesday nights, like I want to just stay home and watch Dragon Ball Z. Why do I have to go to church? Uh, like Friday nights, why do I have to go to youth group meetings? Like, blah, blah, blah. like all these things. Like, I felt like I was just like kind of like plugged in, and like you have no choice, right? Or like I remember wanting to do like trick or treat, but I my parents are a little conservative in that area, so they're like, oh, you can't go. Like, you know, a candy's bad for you. B, you know, satanic, right? Like that kind of stuff, right? Um, so like why like what are some things you could think about? I think younger definitely like Sunday I we had to go to church right right and that took away like <laughs> a lot of freedom in my opinion because it's like yeah at least in Canada when I first came it was like I had to go to EM and KM and that was like five six hours every Sunday and it's like <laughs> all my friends none of them are Christian they'll be like oh like, where do you go and I was like church like, why do you go I'm like I don't know. I just yeah. have to go. Right. And during like summer vacation or whatever, my, my parents didn't want me to stay on the computer all day. So it's like, if you want to play one hour of video game, you have to read the Bible for one hour. <laughs> so every morning I had to read the Bible one hour. I don't even know what I read, but I had to read it every morning. I'm like, oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. For sure. There is like a tendency in the sort of um, earlier sort of like our parents' generation Christianity, there is a tendency of like this sort of superstitious uh, treatment of the faith. So definitely there there are some, I think, non-exemplary things in that area for sure. Anyone else? Mm, I think with serving, like my parents' theology has like evolved over the years, but I think in our like early days, like they were all about serving. Right. So because of that, I think, um, like I also started serving like really early, like, mm-hmm. I think I started playing piano at like grade three. And then, um, yeah, so, but I, I don't know why I'm playing. I don't know why I'm serving. And I think yeah. it led to like developing like during my like teenage years, like having to work for God's approval, right? So it really does affect like your theology when you're young. Yeah. And like, you might be being told something like, oh, you know, like it's the free gift of grace, whatnot, like about the gospel, but based on like what is expected of you and um, how you're spending your time and how you're serving in the body of Christ, I think it does shape like your impression of like, yeah, it it does shape your theology. So um, I remember, yeah, just like being expected to serve and then seeing serving as like, if you're a good Christian, then you ought to be serving and continuing to serve without asking for anything in return right um yeah absolutely anyone else 
I'm sure we can think of more things, but just for the sake of time. So now the question to everyone. So whether you did or did not have Christian parents, irrelevant. Looking ahead at your own life as a Christian believer, what are some things that you feel um, or you can think of that you want to exemplify to your children? I know that's a really like tough question to like just come up like come up with an answer on this but Just think about like one thing. Try to come up with it. What is like one thing? you think as a father, as a mother, as a Christian father, and as a Christian mother, you would want to exemplify or teach your child and or children? I think for girls, just like identity and self-confidence. Like identity and self-confidence. Identity in God. And okay. Yeah. So that's great. How? I know it's a hard question, but just I'm just wondering if you have just any like Instead of, um, like, when you're disciplining them, mm-hmm. it's like you have to let them know that it, even though they did wrong stuff, it, it's not because of, like, it's not behavior, but it's, it's like, you have point, like, tell them that, mm, yeah, them doing the acts doesn't mean that they're, like, a bad person, <laughs> it's mm-hmm. like, and just constantly pointing them to and like where their identity is and um like their failures don't define them yeah and i think also like even when i was like nannying and something that i witnessed in like the mom and she's like she's christian it's just like whatever she saw her kids um kind of like obsessing over like looks and stuff at a young age Mm -hmm. just like things like that just talking Mm -hmm. them through like where does true beauty come from and like just having those conversations young and then Kind of building their confidence in, yeah. in Christ and mm-hmm. not in their <coughs> parents. Yeah. Anyone else? As a father, as a mother, as a parent, something you would want to exemplify? I think like really treasuring and enjoying Christ mm-hmm. and that relationship you have with God. Um, just like exemplifying that to your own children. Mm-hmm. Um, that it's not just, <coughs> yeah. So what's like what? What is um? What can you imagine would be like a way you could do that, possibly? Um, like, hmm, I don't know. That's fine. No, I I actually think it's fine. Like, um, there's a lot of things that I think of. Like, oh, this, I have like a prayer journal, and I write like, to my future self, like this is the type of husband, or father that I'd like to be, and I write a lot of things. And then I look, I read it, I read it over, and I realize, I don't know how to practically do this, right? Like, I want to be a good husband in this way, but it's like, how, right? Like, what is the actual thing that I can do, right? Um, Yep. I think I would want to overall kind of stress, like, discipline through family service. Okay. And I think... Cause that's something that like I haven't really like take notes, thinky. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like we would kind of like attempt to do waves of it in uh-huh. our family, but like we wouldn't 
like consistently do it. Right. But I'm kind of wishing that I want that for like my future family because I think like like having that habit of like going to scripture and relating with like how we're doing but then also having that habit of like communicating um like with God and communicating with family mm-hmm. I think it's only then that we will be revealed of like certain like concerns that we each have and that's where we can go to scripture to like see what like God has to say about it and it's kind of like a together project as a family to yeah. like figure things out to, like refine each other um because I feel like unless you think to ask them or you witness something later yeah. right I feel like it's kind of like it's either too late or like sometimes we don't even like think to ask at all and we don't know what's going on with yeah. our significant others or family members or even just like our close friends yeah absolutely yeah for sure mm-hmm. anyone else some future aspirations as a parent? I don't want to be the one to keep talking. Yeah, that's fine. But, um, like, I just thought of a... Yeah, so I thought of, like, something in terms of, like, treasuring Christ. Mm-hmm. I think how you orient yourself in times of, like, very obvious suffering. Right. Um, like, how you choose to respond in that and show, like, demonstrate to your kids, like, right. oh, suffering, like, it's okay. Like, it's gonna be fine because here's where our hope is in. Yeah. I think being able to, like, and involve them in that, invite them to, like, consider that with you, mm-hmm. pray that with you, I, even though, like, it's hard for a kid um, to, like, be where to like think in that way, but yeah. just how you orient yourself towards suffering of like various kinds from like the slightest things to like really big major life events. Yeah. It's something that I hope to be more disciplined in, especially like emotionally, because I can be a very emotional person. For sure. All uh, exemplary. Anyone else? Right? All exemplary. Yeah. Yeah. Anyone else? I have one. Yes. So I, I'm not this, but I'm saying like I wanna like eventually. Oh, get don't worry, we we, we yeah. know. <laughs> so if I have a son, actually no, son or daughter, I want them to be like. Well, I want them to be gentle and kind. Okay. And so I wanna exemplify, like, Christ-like gentleness or Christ-like kindness, to my wife. So that they can. Mm-hmm. So I'm still trying to navigate that. Well, I don't have a wife, but like, <laughs> I'm still trying to like imagine it in my head, like how I would. <laughs> <laughs> so like, I'll just give you an example. So like today, I think my mom said something, and then she said something kind of stupid about like the internet, which wasn't true. Okay. So I was like, Ah, boy. I was like, Oh my god, that's much. Whatever, whatever. And then um. I was like, okay, I'm not wrong, <laughs> but technically I could have said that like very differently, very politely, very gently. And yeah. I still don't understand like the full value of being gentle and kind. Okay. Because um, like for me, like if you want to express something to me, like just say it the quickest way possible, that type of thing. Sure. Because I'm not very like refined in that way, right? Sure. 
but I understand. But what I do know is that other people don't operate like that. So mm -hmm. like if you're not gentle to them or if you don't have like the um, kind intentions, loving intentions to like, you know, help them or whatever, like they just won't hear it, right? Mm -hmm. And so um, I want to like show my kids like how to be like gentle. Yeah, I mean, that's in the text we read today, right? Yeah. Ephesians 6, 4. And then I also thought about like hypothetically, like if they weren't gentle. Yeah. Like your child was not gentle? Yeah, so like okay. the, creator, the scenario that I was like thinking about in my head literally this morning was like, yo, what if my like son or daughter just like swears at my wife or something? Okay. And immediately I was like, okay, I gotta like punch this kid, right? <laughs> <laughs> okay. But then in my mind, I'm like, but that's not gentle. Yeah. So. Okay. What should I do? But I want my kids to know that my wife is like my, aside from God, like my second, third, and fourth priority, you know? Second, third, and fourth priority. Like God being the first priority, you know? And then so it's my kids. Your child is your fifth priority. <laughs> Compared to my wife, you know? Okay. And so... Okay. What about crypto instead? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you woke up. Lateral <laughs> Dry. Everyone's watching you, bro. You know what? I actually have an add-on to your first question. So what would I want to exemplify? So another thing I want to exemplify, and I'm going to be like very intentional with this, is so my mom had a problem of idolizing like me and my brother over my dad. Okay. So like they kind of had a broken relationship because they're like Korean first sure. gen, and like my dad had a drinking problem, like okay. typical Korean attitude type of thing. And he wasn't really Christian like, you know, at the time. Sure. He recently became Christian in like the past six years. And so my mom's like, I guess the one thing, like the one good thing or redeeming quality that came out of her marriage or her life was just me and my brother. Right. And it didn't fit well. Like something just didn't sit well when she like would be so kind to me and like harsh to my dad. Like it just right. didn't fit well. Um, now it's very different. They're like both Christians now and it's very, very different. But one thing I want to exemplify to my kids is kind of like, um, I don't want to love them like more than my future wife. So I like imagine this, right? Practically, like if I come home and like my kids like come running at me, yeah. I'm just going to ignore them first and then kiss <laughs> my wife and, and then pick them up. So they know like... I don't so think that's how that so works. They need, so they will like... <laughs> and they need to be like pushed a little bit so they know the feeling of rejection because I won't greet them until I greet my wife. <laughs> I really imagined it as like... My kid is your priority, and then your wife is like your second priority. No, my, my wife is. Well, my wife gave birth to those kids, right? They wouldn't exist with my, without my wife. Actually, Seriously, yeah. I have, like a kid, I would be like their everything. So like, one thing that I'm dealing with is like, because I know when they're like their babies or kids, you have to like feed them. So well, I mean, even when they're adults, you should <laughs> you should feed. Them. No, so like, I want my wife to eat first and then feed her kid. All right, moving on. <laughs> um. Wait, what was the question? There was just there's no question. Oh, was, there wasn't a question. Hypothetical situation. Oh, so I'm saying that's what I want to exemplify to like prioritize my wife over my kids. Yeah, and those I mean, are the practical measures that yeah, I would we, take. We we can work on that. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, sorry, John, you something to say? I think mine would be just like being like very vocal, I guess, about like Christianity yes. and my family. Yes. I think maybe because I grew up in like a like an immigrant Korean setting, it was like in my family we never like talked about like we prayed together. We would like we would like 
read the Bible together. We would have family worship, whatever. Yeah. And then we would go to church together. We'd come home, and then that was it. Mm-hmm. It was like, oh, it was my dad would never ask, like, do you have any prayer requests? It was like, oh, let's pray. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, we never talked about the Bible together. And it was like, I think only when I decided to go on missions for the first time that I, like, told my dad, like, oh, like, I want to go. Yeah. And I would, like, actually bring it up. Even with my brother, it was like, I never really talked about yeah. our, our faith. It's like, we always went to the same high sea, same, same church, whatever. He was in, like, I think, Waterloo, KCF, yeah. I was in AI. Like, I never asked him about KCF. It's like, so, like, almost like a taboo topic. Like, we, we just never talked about it. And this is exactly where I was hoping <coughs> this conversation would lead. Um, <coughs> before I, we kind of get to a concluding thought, um, I've been on, like, you know, I've been on campus ministry in church, met my, many, many young people coming to faith in their university years, in their high school years, and later years in their life. Um, and when you hear their testimony, like, let me ask you this question, honest question. Have you ever heard a personal testimony where someone came to faith as a result of the faith of their parents? Yeah. Who? Juan. A praying Sure. So one. Right? And it was true on the ball. <laughs> but um, yeah, like, like honestly, like how many people have heard the gospel from their parents? Who has been taught, discipled, like actively by their parents? Like this is sad, and this is what I'm hoping, at least in the you know, twelve, thirteen, fourteen of us here, that could change. Because I'm not blaming my parents for doing me wrong. I just don't think they were educated in this area. I don't think we should be uneducated in this area. Um, the world will continue to educate. One of the greatest fears I have as a parent is sending my kid to school and having him or her exposed to you know, just worldliness and foolishness and having to re-educate them every time they come home. But Teresa touched on a good point, is that our parents had a tendency to rely on the church to educate our children in, in Christian studies, right? and in the gospel, and in biblical teaching. So that's one day out of the whole week. And it's not even the whole day. It's like maybe like, well, in your case, it was five, six hours. But for the rest of us, it might have been a little shorter time. That is stacked against you, right? Um, And so as parents, I hope I can inspire you to love God, love His Word, educate yourself for the purpose of educating your children. This is why I think it's important as a church we really focus on theological studies and biblical studies because I don't want your children to be deprived of that of that at home. Right? Like how many of your Sunday school teachers were excellent teachers of the scriptures? Like not to bash my like high C teachers or like Sunday school teachers, but like they just weren't trained. Right? They were just volunteers like uh, you and I, right? Doing very like very 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 elementary level at best material. Um and I just, I just hope and pray um, that when you have children, you'll be a mother, a father, who can sit down with your children and have really deep and convicting um, studies of Scripture and conversations. And at the very minimum, that you can explicitly teach the gospel to them, clearly, right? That doesn't guarantee that your child will be Christian mm-hmm. or will be saved. That doesn't guarantee anything. But as a parent... I hope we can have that kind of positive influence to our children, right? And it also doesn't mean we, like, impose our faith on them. Like, we're not trying to 
per se indoctrinate or brainwash our children, right? But we're trying to teach our children in accordance with the word, right? That's kind of what we see in the First Timothy passage with the women. That's what we see in the Ephesians passage with the men. Um, that's fathers and mothers. That's a responsibility we have, right? Um, so along with the example and the, you know, sort of creating the experience in the house, like family worship and prayer and fasting and other things, like just like really demonstrating disciplines, it's also really important for us to teach our children as well, right? And I hope that can be a component of your household uh, when you are a parent. So a couple of do's, do nots that our author indicates for us. I won't say them all. Uh, let me just, a couple things that I think are common. Uh, excessive strictness, <laughs> right? Um, like really, really like harsh, critical behavior against your children. Uh, not to say you're not to be strict or not critical, but just excessive nature of that, like discipline to your, of your children that is uh, beyond, I think, godly, right? Something that is, uh, we talked, we read it in Ephesians 6, right? Do not be like so harsh on your children, right? You're not like creating robots per se, right? Uh, what you're trying to do is nurture them, right? And care for them and love them. Um, my brother is like, as you know, a non-Christian. It's kind of like he's a little apathetic to the faith. He's, I'd say he's like borderline agnostic. Um, but my parent, like on my end, like as a brother, I'm really harsh with him. Like I literally think he's like, like sometimes says like the dumbest things, right? <laughs> so, so I'll have like massive debates with him at home, like intellectual debates. And it's like, it gets really intense. And I sometimes, like, I get frustrated at my parents for not, like, being more harsh with him, right? Um, but one of the things that I recognized later, like, I guess nowadays, more so than ever, is just how much grace and love they pour into his life to try and, like, show him how much he is loved by God, right? Because that's just something I'm not doing as a brother, right? Um, and I think that, that, that kind of has to be there, that balance, so I think you need to kind of really navigate wisely um, as a parent. So excessive strictness, excessive discipline, uh, whatever we mean by excessive, I think you know that's a conversation for another day, but that's, that's part of it. This is something I'm worried about, favoritism, right? With your children, if you have more than one child, I'm really worried that I'll have like a really good looking child and a really ugly child, and then I will naturally gravitate towards the good-looking one. Um, I'm also worried I'll have a daughter and a son, and I already know I'm going to treat the daughter like a million times better than the son, because sons tend to be waste once they hit puberty. They're gross. They grow hair in places I don't want them to, and it's, it's just gross, you know? Yeah, so I don't know. Maybe not my child, but depends on the wife, right? If, if my child is hairy, it's the wife's fault. And another really important thing, I think this is something we can all, we kind of can talk about is inconsistency, right? Um, so one of the things that I had bitterness about with the church and the faith was my dad was, I'm not blaming my dad for this, this is just, I think, normal human behavior, but at church, he operated in a certain way, my mom being like samonim, like kunsamonim, like operated in a certain way. My grandmother being Konsanim, being, an, you know, like operated in a certain way. And then at home, there was a little bit of inconsistency in that, right? Right, the loving, 
adults at church are like these really cold people at home, right? Like our family, one of the attributes is we don't have much communication among like one another. That's why I'm like really awkward when I'm with you one on one. By the way, um, so it's just a product of my upbringing. Um, but that's something that I have experienced and is really unfortunate, right? Oh, hello, Jordan. And you can join us. <laughs> but uh, that's something like inconsistency, right? I think really is something we thought like Anna was sharing how family worship was kind of in seasons, but just being consistent, right, in all those things, um, I think is really, really, really important. And then the do's, I think, are, I mean, you guys touched on pretty much all of them, right? Uh, discipline, right, tenderness, giving instruction. This is really important, like, as I uh, mentioned earlier. And just being a really, really, um, like, I think Mikey touched on this, too. It's like, how you treat your partner, your wife, your husband, will be an example to your children as to how they, are, they ought to, right, treat their um, future husband and wife. And I think that is obviously an example we want to set as well. Um, so a couple notes to, in conclusion, and then we'll hear some final thoughts. Being a Christian parent is fundamentally different than being just a parent. I believe that. There are similarities, and there are certainly um, overlapping values, principles, and you know desires and wants. <clears throat> but the outcome of Christian parenthood, can anyone think of, like, what, would, what is the purpose of Christian parenthood? Like, what, what would the purpose be? Raising Ultimately. your kids to love and fear God. Okay, raising your kids to love and fear God, for sure. Can anyone think of any other outcomes that would differ from secular parenting? <coughs> Glorifying God, right? Both in marriage and in parenthood, right? Anything else? To protect them. To protect them. them. Shepherd them, sure. Right? Yeah, all, yep. Sorry. Go ahead. Being submissive to God's uh, I lost the word demands. What's the authority? Authority? No, like and being obedient um, right. in what God calls us to do. Right. For sure. Absolutely. Commands. That's the word. <laughs> <laughs> um I tend I t- uh, I tend to think of it this way, is like what kind of impression do I want to leave on my child when I pass away like what will they remember of me right that I love them so much and I gave everything for them and you know I sacrificed everything for them and da 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 no my goal is that they would see my pursuit of Christ my following and obedience of his word and my love of the Lord right and his, and his word if that is the lasting impression I can leave on my children I will die a happy father Right? That is what I want to leave. That's what I see in my grandmother. My grandmother is very like super Korean disciplinary like lady. So she's like no nonsense. And so at home I don't like she's not like hugging me or like you know like bringing me food and like I mean she does serve. She cooks everything and blah blah blah. But and she has those attributes. But the thing, the lasting impression I have of my grandmother is like daily reading of scripture, daily commitment to prayer, pursuit and love of God. Like, I just see that every single day when I see her, and that is the lasting impression I have of her, right? And that is, I would hope, would be in your life, 
um, something that you leave as a legacy to your children, right? Not so much that, oh, my parents just love me, 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 me. That's all like kind of about how they love, poured love on me. That's part of it. That's sort of the, the outcome of their pursuit and love of God, right? But I think primary, you want that to be obvious, right? You don't want them to be like, oh, they love me so much, but, you know, I don't know if they were really Christian. <laughs> like, you really yeah. want that to be like, you know what I mean? That's a good point. And I just hope that that is not the case. Right? I really hope that. I hope as your pastor that I don't teach you in that way. That that is the thing you want to be, right? As a mother <coughs> or a father, um, this should, by the way, also affect how you choose your partner. Right? That you're not. Is Jordan still here? <laughs> uh, so, so in, in regards to your partner, right, you should all be thinking about not only is this person the right husband, is this the person, or is this person the right wife for me, right, but you should be considering if we were to be parents, what kind of mother will this person be? What kind of father will this person be to my children, right, or to our children, right? And that is, I think, um, a very important question that we need to be asking in our pursuit of marriage and thus also in our pursuit of parenthood. Okay? Um, any closing thoughts or comments from any <coughs> or even questions? How, how should uh, Christian parents like discipline their child? Right. Because, um, like, I, I heard such, like, wrong? mixed responses. What are the mixed responses you've heard? <laughs> so, like, one, one pastor was like, yeah, I spank my child. And the other okay. pastor's like, oh, like, I disagree with that. Like, yeah. when they do something wrong, I pray for them. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay, I think, so I think Not in that Korean case, way. I think in <laughs> the Korean way. So with those two responses, I think we're dealing with two extremes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I definitely certainly think the answer, there's truth on both sides, and I think there's uh, a, a proper medium like between in the middle. But anyways, any other, any thoughts on that? Like I, that's like a really important question. How do we discipline children? I think the, the central question to that is, is like, you know, spanking our children bad or, you know, capital punishment in that sense, bad, right? So I look at like, the Bible says like, God, <laughs> the Bible says God disciplines those he loves, right? And... I think we should just discipline our kids the way God disciplines us. God doesn't spank By us. By sending you help? Huh? <laughs> 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 Eternal fire. Take so a light. Give me your hand. <laughs> I don't think that's what he meant. <laughs> Lake of fire. Just throw them in. <laughs> <laughs> honestly, honestly, to what John said, yeah. I think, no, you got to discipline them in some way. It's just a matter of how, right? Okay. So, that's like... That's what I'm asking. Yeah, yeah. So... <laughs> Some kids, you just got to hit them, man. <laughs> like, some kids, you just legit have to... Because they don't... Un Who the are problem, these some kids? So Kids like him, man. So some people don't understand words. Like, it just doesn't sink in. You can, Some kids, they're, like, so obedient, they understand it. This is wrong, and they get why. Okay. But people, like when I was a kid, yeah. the only thing that I understood was, like, <laughs> physical pain. Okay. Like, touching a hot stove type So these thing. some kids are, like... You. So if they're like me, you gotta you gotta smack them though. Okay, that's one perspective. <laughs> <laughs> thing is, I have a friend. I have a friend uh, that got uh, disciplined by his father. They have a broken relationship now. Like he's like um, late twenties, early thirties. Now he, what's in English? Uh, 
원망해 his dad. But he's like, oh, because you hit me, I turned out this way. Mm. So I think it's kind of dangerous if you be like, oh, I'm going to beat my dad. Because when I married Esther, I remember um, we talked about this. I'm like, oh, I'm going to smack my child. <laughs> Esther's like, oh, you shouldn't, you shouldn't do that. Right? But then now that I think of it, I'm like, okay, I'll just shake them. I don't think we're talking about hitting babies, okay? I just yeah. want to make it clear in the recording. We're, talking about like, we're not talking about hitting babies. Like they kids, can withstand you know? some sort yeah. of physical pain, <laughs> but we're not talking about, you know, hitting you know what I would do actually? If he didn't lose his teeth yet, I would prematurely pull out his teeth. No, 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 Let's, uh... It's gonna go back anyways. I'm pretty sure Jordan's over there laughing at you. No, he's shaking his head. He's praying for him. He's praying for him. There's intercession going on right now. I feel like hitting a child, that can also backfire, right? And you don't want to have a broken relationship with your son or daughter. So what is... So, so on one hand, you would say it is somewhat necessary to have, like some kind of physical punishment, whether it be shaking, in your perspective, right? I didn't say necessary. So, so you, you can, you're okay to eliminate it? I think, of course, I'm, I'm not a parent yet, so I don't have the... Let me ask this question then. Does it differ with gender? Yes. It, uh, so it's okay to spank, like, let's say, men, like boys, but not girls? No. You could shake I girls. Disagree. You could shake them. <laughs> you could grab their wrists. <laughs> You give them a sunburn, but you can't hit them. Okay, I need, Indian I need a balancer here. Can someone sort of kosher this conversation by... Yes. I think I would prioritize with trying to like communicate <clears throat> with them like in, in a way of teaching, right? Yes. That this this is wrong and like right and if they continue to like and I think like teaching it comes with patience, mm-hmm. right? Um just because you know, they don't understand it doesn't mean that they always like ignore you or whatever. It's, some people it just takes a while for them to understand. Yes. Right? But after going through that first layer of trying to communicate and if that's if, if in your judgment if that's clearly not working, then I think I wouldn't go I wouldn't want to go as far as like physically hurting them, right? Yeah. But I would just try to make sure that I show them that like it's still a big deal. Whether you do it the first time or the tenth time, it doesn't diminish the severity of this thing that we, like, you aren't to do. You know what I mean? Like, not just, like, sure. you know, like, be like, oh, you know what, like, whatever, and just kind of, like, I don't know, pray in the corner or whatever. Like, I want the kid to know to the end that it's still not okay, you know? Right. And if it goes to the measures of having to, like, smack them a little, then, like, maybe I might go to that point, but, like, obviously I wouldn't want to go there, right? But, um, it would be the first layer, my priority would be, like, communicating with them. Okay. Um, and maybe, maybe with a mix of, like, having them, like, talk to me as well, like, yeah. like communicating with me, like, um, with applications and stuff, so that I can really see that they're absorbing those informations. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Anyone else on this? Thoughts on this? I think the thing about like physical punishment is that I see it as more of a result of a parent's anger than a means to like um, show them that there's a consequence to their actions. Because if the parent was calm, they were like, oh, come into the washroom, like this is for what you did last week and like beat them, like that wouldn't make sense, right? That's why I think like physical punishment is more like kind of impulsive 
and like uh, an expression of anger than it is. Uh, but I, you know. But what if what if the beating was like premeditated and like planned? So it's not like impulsive or like on the spot. That's worse. That's like just you, sick. You, you that's that's, that's about a psycho. Like, yeah, yeah, that's like, you need that's help, bro. Like, this is the appropriate level of punishment <laughs> so that since my you kid up Last week, I'm, I'm gonna beat you on Saturday. Okay, be ready. <laughs> that's weird. <laughs> get ready. Okay. Was oh, this Russell anger, Peters' bro. parenting? <laughs> not righteous anger. Someone's gonna get a big hurt. That's not anger or righteous. Uh, to be honest, the way that I see it, I agree with what the girls say. As much as I would probably want to smack them, because there's a lot of people that I want to smack in the world. Um, I'm so sorry, man. I think you can sell the Supreme bag. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't talking about you. I'm talking about those. I'm talking about those people that are selling those stupid like Tim Tim beats. Yeah, Tim beats boxes. Anyways, um, I agree. Like because we don't resort to any physical violence with people. Yeah. I personally believe that it should not even result to our children, especially our children. You mean because adults? Because we don't hit adults, we shouldn't hit children. Yeah, just like anyone. We shouldn't hit that's anyone, true. like, period, in my opinion. Yeah. Some adults need a beating. Yes, but, yeah. yes, but, Some yeah, but they're getting much worse than that, okay? Obviously, we don't want our kids to go to hell, right? Yeah. So, the way that I would do it is there needs to be a level... Uh, a certain level of fear in the house yeah not so much where your kids are like so scared that they don't want to live there yeah but yeah. knowing that you are the ones <laughs> in in authority okay just follow with me here, yeah okay? following yeah and um obviously there's a balance between the man and a woman right you yeah. have the sort of like the nurturing and the loving perspective from the <coughs> wife yeah and then you have like the kind of like firmness and discipline from the man but discipline doesn't obviously always mean like you know, capital punishment, right? Yeah. Um, it can be in different forms, right? Um, so I think there should be kind of like a consequence, hence communication, right, to sort of prevent all of these things. Yeah. Obviously, they're going to mess up at some point, right? Yeah. But the number one question is how are you going to respond and deal with it, right? So obviously, I think uh, according to the text that we read too, right, it said, uh, husbands, do not provoke your children to hate you, right? So uh, however that applies to every single person, because we're all different here, um, for me personally, I kind of have a short temper, but I don't show it like it just stacks up until I explode. Right. right. Um, and I know that's not healthy. So I think to even be disciplined in your area of life first, uh, before showing that to your children, it's like, it, it, it needs to be there. Right. right? So that, cause when I was a, a child, right, you know, we're very observant, right? We absorb kind of like what we see in the household. So I think having that healthy, uh, household that can be a loving place but also a place where uh, correction can be restored in a godly way yeah. uh, needs to be implemented um, so I think moving forward I don't believe hitting your children should be the answer mm -hmm. but I think there needs to be kind of like a consequence so for example like uh, my mom would like hit me before right and obviously it was because of anger or whatever uh, but there are other times where it was like she wasn't like hitting me she kind of told me to go sit in a corner like go on my knees and then lift my arms up with like yeah. 10 bibles or like 10 10, ten, ten bibles at home? that's why Skylers? i have like thick shoulders <laughs> no, no i mean like Jacked. books sorry books 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 <laughs> right so <laughs> oh yeah actually one of them was like a dictionary so that kind of like because i obviously i didn't want to do that again right yeah, so right. it kind of worked in one sense sure. so it was kind of like physical but she wasn't actually like hitting me yeah so i think it, it really depends on the dynamics between your relationship with your spouse and also obviously your relationship with god yeah but i agree like um we need to discipline our children 
in a way where it's safe, but also they know not to do it again for next time. Yeah, I think the danger in hitting your children is that it's such an example that they could do the same to their friends, right? So right. if their friends are crossing lines with them, yeah. their anger will impulsively result in them. Like your example is to them, like you become an example to them. Yeah, right? exactly. Because so we're very like visual as kids, yeah, right? So I think that's the danger in that, right? For sure. Um, however, however, there is right scriptural grounds <coughs> for an iron rod of discipline right <laughs> and so i don't think it's necessarily prohibited by scripture right as you don't think i don't think so that's my opinion on that text and i think it does condone it i think it does condone physical discipline of children but i don't think but I think the rest of scripture really puts it in its frame, which is that it's not excessive and it's not to cause harm. Mm -hmm. It's not to cause like physical damage. Like the the irony in this, or I guess the inconsistency I see in this is people have kids and dogs. Your dog doesn't listen to you, barks, doesn't whatever, and do you hit your dog? Yeah. Some do. <laughs> no, a lot of people just put their dog outside. Right? Or they, <laughs> they firmly. I've seen so many pet owners just be like, "Stop, stop, Bobby." Those are white stop. people. No, what, Korean, <laughs> Koreans too. What Korean hits their dogs? A dog has like IQ of like forty. They don't no, that's what I'm saying. But, but irrelevant. Like you wouldn't even hit an IQ forty animal, right? Mm. And your impulse, I think, naturally to hit your child is stemming from something far darker than we understand, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And so I do think our parents have, like, kind of drew that line too low, where it's like, you cross this line and you're beat, right? Like, if I got a math question wrong out of, like, 20, like, I always got hit, right? For each wrong answer. Yeah. Like, that kind of stuff, right? But it also so produced my math. amazing math skills. But I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, it's just like, <laughs> I just think there's a huge inconsistency in that. Mm. And... The way I would read it in scriptures, I think it's an extreme last resort, right? Yeah, like yeah. an extreme, like it has to be an extreme case, yeah. right? Like, what is an extreme? I think an extreme case would be like total, 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 like, like recklessness and behavior that is Doing unacceptable. Drugs. Like if the kid's like putting himself yeah. in danger. Like if your kid is like going around smacking <clears throat> and like, you know, hitting other kids. Oh yeah, then I'll smack right? them, yeah then I think you need to like think about like this kid doesn't understand what he's doing mm. right but I also think like as a father I would never hit like my daughter like I just think that's ridiculous like I would you could cause damage right? and I just think that's Pinch. Well, like, yeah. well, like <laughs> what if she is doing extreme you have a mother who can deal with the daughter I hope mother can beat her <laughs> what if the mother doesn't yeah. what if like, I'm not saying she would do this what if she's like sleeping <laughs> around and like I don't think beating yeah, her. Yeah, but help. I also don't think that gives you like permission to put, yeah. you know, physical harm. So only the sons we can put physical. Hmm? Sorry. So only the sons. Okay, but let me put it this way. Let's say you're, well, you're married. I don't want to use you an example. Like, let's say my wife was sleeping around. Yeah. Does it give me the right to hit her? No. Oh, my dad would do it. Depends on their attitude. I'm just kidding. No, like, think about it. it. Does it give me the right to my hit my wife? Is <laughs> <laughs> it right? Yeah. Is that justified? If I, if my wife is sleeping around with other men, does that justify me hitting her? You just married the wrong wife. 
No, but does it justify me hitting her? Of course, I'm going to divorce her at this point. But like, yeah. am, am I? Have I? Is it justified for me to hit this person? Because yeah, I'll be assault. Yeah. yeah. So why does that differ? Why does that differ when all of a sudden it's your daughter? That's so true. I just don't understand. That's, that's an inconsistency. I don't think that makes sense. Oh, that's exactly what I'm saying. Gonna no, he's saying like, why? Why does the only the son get yeah. to get hit and then yeah. not the daughter? That's what he's asking. Oh, because there's a, there's a liter literally biological, physical. No, but what if your wife is hitting other, <coughs> hitting other like classmates? Like, okay, well, there's law, like legal <laughs> system, that governs the behavior of adults. Like our judicial system will deal with her appropriately. Same with the son, though. No, they're under they're juveniles. That's they're under your care. You are responsible. Oh, really? The most they'll get is community service. Oh, really? Yo, freaking kids like have guns in schools and they kill people and then they all they get is juvie. That's <laughs> 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 well, honestly, I don't know how I would respond to this original question. Like, if yeah. my daughter was like sleeping around, I don't know how I would. Oh god. Like, no, oh, dude. I mean, I think lame. yeah. At that point, there's another layer of issue that like has to be dealt with that goes beyond your ability to parent this child. I would just think I, I failed at that point. Well, no, you did fail, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, what if your son just goes straight for the guy that swears at your wife? I think is that's, that, yeah, is that worthy of hitting? I don't think so. I don't think so. I think, so I do. just swear back at her. No, so I do. Eye for eye, ear for ear. No, so I do think like we need to define what we mean by excessive. Of course, we can't do it here. It's going to take forever. There's a lot of subjectivity to that. Um, but all I'm trying to get at is to answer your initial question. I think the Bible does condone some type of physical discipline of children. Does that mean like at every impulse you're hitting your child? I don't think so. The rest of Scripture is very clear that there is excessive um, dis discipline that is not biblical, right? A like ungodly. Um, as a Christian parent. So I think that's what the Ephesians text talks about and some other parts. Even talks about ministers, right? If you go to First Peter or even if you t look at the qualifications of the elder in Scripture, that there is that sense of maturity to not be impulsive in anger, right? And if that's going to be applicable to the minister of the church in shepherding the flock of God, I certainly would think that some of those qualities are uh, necessary in the father, because to be an elder, you have to be a faithful husband and father to your children too, right? So I think all those things overlap, and that's what I'm going to get at. Anyways, we're down to the end. Uh, if there's further questions or anything, we can talk about it over dinner. Um, hopefully, those things have been somewhat answered and or responded. But this is the best one yet. Everyone shared. Like, or <laughs> Almost everyone shared. Right on. <laughs> okay, next week, Andrew and Victoria will come with the most responses. Um, <laughs> Give them a heads up about the topic so they can write it up. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Let me pray, um, and we'll conclude. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much. Uh, we look forward to being parents um, for those who are called to it, Lord willing. God, we ask that as um, a Christian mother, as a father, that we would teach your word faithfully in the home that we would be good examples of, of a Christian uh, to our children, uh, that we will be loving and faithful husband, wives, fathers, mothers, most importantly, followers of Christ. And so, God, uh, the sort of areas of our life where we need discipline and correction and rebuke and growth and maturity, 
Uh, would you grant us those things, and would you help us um, to grow in those areas? Pray all this in your name. Amen. Amen. Amen.